Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia. And I mean, the world is still on fire. It looks like it's a little bit less on fire. I feel like we're just waiting for it to reignite back on fire. Uh, there have been definitely less protests, less intense protests. So there's less footage of cops bashing in the skulls of people and pepper spraying them and stuff like that. But uh, we still have just endless fucking crazy shit going on. There's a an area, uh, I believe it's in Seattle or maybe just right outside Seattle, that they're calling the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone that has the police have actually left the area and is now being run by just, I, from what I gather, just whoever the fuck. Uh, they're having... I don't know. I, I, I'm i confused as to how that's going to work. I'll talk about that more later. There's a bunch of shit uh, going on around the world now. There's protests. Uh, the protests have spread. There's a lot of shit going on in the UK. Um, because as much as racism is an American thing, America loves racism uh, and is historically racist, let's not forget that everywhere else in the world is also historically racist. Um, so yeah, uh, the rest of the world's getting in on the act, protesting injustice, which is great. I, I, I saw uh, some statues. I saw the Bristol statue being taken down in London. That was fucking madness. Watching that was like fucking when they took down the Saddam statue in Iraq. Uh, but I've noticed that they're like in rich, I believe it's in Richmond, Virginia. I'm not positive, but I think it's in Richmond, Virginia, where they have the Robert E. Robert E. Lee statue, which has been totally fucking vandalized and overrun with imagery. And it's been tagged a bunch and all of it is, is, is Black Lives Matter and George Floyd just all over his fucking shit. Which uh, I think a lot of I think a lot of the conversation is is uh, about these statues. It's it's not even a new conversation. This has been something that's been going on since Obama, since before Obama, uh, and these really sort of like bedrocks of conservatism really just sort of refuse to take down conservative mon not conservative monuments it's not like there's a fucking statue of ronald reagan you know or even like barry goldwater this is this is fucking confederate army general robert e lee and things like this and a lot of them being taken down being vandalized especially now what 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 i fucking can't really understand is why the fuck are they even still there you guys remember the civil war yeah you guys remember how the civil war ended yeah that side lost so that since that side lost Take down the fucking statues of the, quote, champions of that side because they're losers and lost. Forget the fact that they're fucking what they represent is terrible. It is. But they fucking lost. Why are there statues of them? At all. The conversation about taking them down or not is like too far past where I'm ready to be. Why the fuck are they there? It'd be like if we had fucking uh, statues of William Howe and Charles Cornwallis. Those are the British generals during the Revolutionary War. And there's like some English guy just being like, come on, mate. 
fucking leave that up, man. It's my fucking heritage. My great-great-grandfather was in the fucking British Army during the fucking Revolutionary War. Leave it up, man. Fucking leave it up, man. Charles, Charles Cornwallis, man, was me fucking great-great-great-great-grandfather. Why, why, why have we accepted that argument for so long? The argument, by the way, is just basically... It's like, uh, it's not that it's tradition. It's like, but there are people who feel like they're descendants of the cause. And their argument is something like, I actually don't get the argument, but it's something I'm getting it wrong because I don't get it. But it's something like, you know, our family died in the civil war too. And this is the way to commemorate them by, uh, keeping up monuments of the the generals of their side or it doesn't make sense when i'm saying it but i think that's what the fuck it is but like you know they wanted to continue slavery so you can cherish the memory of your great 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 grandfather if you want But we don't need to fucking cherish the fact that he fought for the shitty side in a war that he was on the wrong fucking side of. I also don't even get it. Great, 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 great grandfather, great grandfather. Who the fuck cares? If my great, great grandfather died in a war on the wrong side of of the fucking civil war, I don't know how many greats that would be. Great, great, great. And it fought for the Confederacy. First of all, I didn't know him. I didn't know him, so I don't really give a fuck about him. He's dead, so I don't really give a fuck what he did. Allowing their memory to live... Who, what the fuck? That's not an argument. Who fucking cares? He's dead. They're all fucking dead. Take them all the fuck down. Take them all the fuck down. That shouldn't even be, that's not bold at all. They wanted to fucking continue slavery. Take it down. Simplest shit ever. Not bold. Super plain, super simple, super obvious. Take it down. Um, I saw also that NASCAR banned the Confederate flag from NASCAR events. And again, I ask, hey, NASCAR, why were you allowing that in the fucking first place? That's a thing? It's a thing to bring the Confederate flag to NASCAR events? NASCAR sucks. And the fact that they're being like, well, now that all this fucking is a topic, I'm going to do whatever fucking every other empty brain corporations doing right now and just like vacantly throw these protesters a bone. And honestly, usually that's fine. They ring those, those kind of things ring hollow. Like when fucking, you know, uh, Nabisco tweets something like in support of BLM or whatever the fuck. It's just like, all right, you know, just fucking doing it because 
now it's like it's reached a critical mass and they have to get on, in on the act and shit. But this one is like, there's a bunch of those and there's a flurry of them and it's fine. But like the, this one's tried to sneak in there. Like NASCAR's version of it is like, yeah, you know what? We support this movement too. No more Confederate flags. That's like a fucking screeching record stop. And I'm just like, excuse me, what? Excuse me, what? That was a thing? Shouldn't have been a thing. <sighs> it's crazy just like I live in LA, you know, and it's crazy to be constantly reminded and honestly still often surprised by the fact that there's this shit still runs so deep. You got a Robert E. Lee statue? Take it down. You take Confederate flags to sporting events? You fucked up. Wow. I mean, I'm just taking a minute. I'm just taking a second to really let that soak in. That was a thing that NASCAR fans did. They would take Confederate flags to car racing events. Hey, everybody who does that. You're a fucking loser. Actually, that's the right word. I meant it just as like a derogatory thing, but you're a fucking loser. You lost so many years ago and you're still toting that fucking shitty ass flag around. Fucking idiots. Uh, speaking of idiots. This fucking blew me away. Um, I saw. I think a lot of you probably saw this. Trump, five-year-old Beavis, commander-in-chief, tweeted about that, I was talking about it on Sunday, tweeted about that 75-year-old guy who got, um, I don't know what the term is, I guess assaulted is just like a catch-all for any kind of physical abuse, but, but uh, they knocked him over for absolutely no reason it's on camera and cracked his skull open and Trump in a tweet this is mind boggling but in the in the tweet he said um, he accused the 75 year old protester who was injured by the police severely injured by the police unjustly and severely injured by the police Trump accused him of having ties to Antifa. This is in a tweet. He's not even fucking trying anymore. And the fucked thing is, dumb fucks definitely still believed him. The president, in response to a video gone viral of the president, of the president, of the police pushing an elderly man over and cracking his fucking skull, the president took it upon himself, apropos of actual nothing, to let the world know that he's got ties to Antifa. I'm pausing so that sinks in. The president, who is ostensibly the most powerful man in the world, took the time away from what his job should be, which is running the country, took his time away from that to write out a bunch of words Accusing a 75-year-old man whose skull was cracked unjustly by the police. 
to accuse him of being a member of what he literally just a few days ago dubbed a terrorist organization. If that didn't make all of you sit down and catch your fucking breath when you first heard about that, you need to get back in touch with reality because that is far gone fucked up shit. He was saying that he, he had a phone on him and he was saying it was actually uh, uh, a signal buster, like a, a police radio signal buster thing, whatever the fuck. Like, this is not even good conspiracy theories anymore. I feel like it's a matter of months before he's just like, you know, Joe Biden murdered 70 children, you know, he's just going to, he's just going to tweet Joe Biden murdered 70 children and then write law and order in all caps. Joe Biden murdered 70 children, exclamation point. And then in all caps, law and order. Have you guys noticed that? He's just tweeting law and order. If he just once did that, but wrote law and order colon SVU, to be the fucking only thing he's ever done that I liked. But that would require him being actually funny. The thing about Trump, is that he'll make you laugh sometimes, but he makes you laugh in that like, ugh, like what a fucking troll, what a little asshole. But he gets called funny, but he doesn't have a sense of humor. All of his sense of humor is based around the grandstanding macho thing. He never, ever, ever could ever make a joke at his own expense. If you can't self-deprecate at all, you have no sense of humor. He just knows how to troll. And that is the highest compliment I'll ever give him. It's not even, it's not a compliment at all. You know who else knows how to troll? Seven-year-olds. You know who are expert trolls? Honestly, the best trolls are dumb people. Because instead of using their brains using their intellect or intelligence. They just lean on their trolling bullshit. In the absence of other qualities, one emerges as a troll. He's the fucking troll in chief, dude. That's all he is. He's the ultimate troll. We live in the era of the troll and he is the king of trolls. The protests are still going on. I actually am a little surprised at how much they've died down because they were like full force, non nonstop, every single day right outside my door. And they're still going on. It's just way few and far between. It happens so fucking fast. But I was actually struck with just in general, I feel like the concern was or, the, or rather the concern is, I think, with things like this, that they will become increasingly or decreasingly peaceful. But I actually saw the opposite. They became increasingly peaceful. The looting, when it was happening, the shit I saw was only like the first couple days. But for the most part, and I mean that for the most, most, most part, like 99%, and certainly through the last week or week and a half, I haven't seen a single fucking thing that is anything but peaceful. 
so that whole thing is fucking overblown. The the the, the violence that protests. Where the fuck is that shit? I don't see that shit. I have seen it, but I'm not seeing that shit anymore. Fucking 99 out of 100 times, it's the police being violent. Speaking of the fucking police, you hear a lot of shit about uh, defund the police. I have a thing, I have a, 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 there's a source of, this is a source of confusion for me. Because when I heard, when I first heard defund the police, I just thought, well, that's not going to happen. Do I want it to be true? Does that matter? That's not going to happen. And I still think that. But when I first heard the term, I just thought it meant that plainly. And I thought, well, that's just never going to happen. And But when people say defunded the police, they, they all have different things that they mean. Which is why I think that the term, the, the slogan for that movement, that particular part of, of the, the protests should be better. I think dismantle might be a better word. But defund, it has a very clear meaning to people. And I think their instant thought is, no. Um, Because the, the true movement behind that particular slogan is is much more nuanced than just no more police. What makes it even more confusing is that some people really do mean abolish the police. But even I've had people ask me, what does defund the police mean? Or why would they think that would work? And if people are asking me that, then people are confused because I'm not a fucking authority on that shit. But yeah, I don't I don't think that's like the most effective slogan. Or is slogan even the right thing to say? But yeah, um dismantling the police I think is also more really what it means in the first place. To most people. Although it's very confusing that that it means different things to different people. You get two people saying defund the police and they actually mean completely different things. That should be smoothed out a bit, I think. One of you sent me some article on um, it was anonymously written by a police officer. A former police officer. I don't have it in front of me. But it was basically, there are no good cops. Something like all of them are bastards or something like that. And it was kind of... Specific. And it it talked about how you can't fix the system as it currently stands. It was a rather persuasive argument. My whole thing, though, when I read an anonymous article, especially ones that are impactful, like the one I read, this was like a tell-all, come-clean thing. He doesn't mention names, though. So it made me wonder why it's so anonymous. I think that things like that are so much more powerful when you can actually put your name on it. And this guy's a, according to the piece, he's a former cop. He should put his fucking name on it. 
and put his face to it because that shit is important. Going all of that distance and then not putting your name on it is like you're just almost at the finish line. But it really, really diminishes the value, I think, because it gives fucking ammunition to people who disagree with it to be like, well, I don't know who's this. What's this person's agenda? Is it even really a cop? But the argument that the piece was making was actually pretty fucking powerful. About how from very early on, he he tells this one specific anecdote that I keep thinking about, which was that when he was in the training uh, phase, there was already like a clique of cops who had this mentality of fucking with each other uh, and bullying and the cadets or whatever the fuck they're called were sort were um i think every week or something like that they were like given an opportunity to voice their concerns about either their fellow cadets or their higher ups or just whatever they were being put through and the guy tells this anecdote about how he complained about that clique of bully cadets and how in the front of the entire group of cadets, not just the bully group, but their entire class of cadets, his superior read out loud his complaint to the entire class. His point being that even if you do from the very beginning, even if you do speak out against the kind of even if it's just like the energy or the fucking uh, bad appleness, you know, to use the term that I hate that everyone else uses. Even at the very beginning, they sort of wash that out of you. They beat it out of you. They try to create this, uh, I guess, work environment where complaining about your peers is frowned upon and through this sort of like bullying prevented from very early on. It's nipped in the bud, I guess you could say. But yeah, it seems very obvious to me at this point. I mean, under fucking statement. This is true understatement. But it seems very obvious that the police are not capable of taking it upon themselves to change which sucks because obviously that's ideal you guys suck you guys fix it who are the fucking good guys there all right you guys are the ones we're going to choose to fix it that's not the thing that can happen this time it's too far and wide it's too fucked up and there's honestly even if it wasn't too far and wide even if it wasn't too fucked up it's just reached a point now where something, a different approach needs to be done. What that is, I have no idea. Um, but dismantling and just starting over from scratch, what the police really even is seems like the right idea however it also and i don't mean to be like this because i'd rather it not be the case but it seems like the business of policing is basically on the level of the business of the military or to create an even bigger leap actually because policing and military the military are similar i think that um it's similar to like the oil industry to try to abolish it or overhaul it so that it's uh, either completely different or completely replaced with something else there are so many entrenched special interests that the very idea of it seems like a fucking pipe dream. 
for instance, the oil industry only really started to change when those in power co-opted the alternative energy sources. So I don't know how it's going to work with the police. If the power is if the power of reform is taken away from the police and put in the hands of other parties, as it obviously should be, I just don't see how these deeply entrenched police unions and honestly deeply entrenched it's it's like a it's like the military industrial complex, but for police. They're all fucking intertwined. It's such big business for so many different parts of the market. Tech companies make so much money off the police. Good place to start would be demilitarizing the police, though. Fucking police got, like, tanks and shit. Police with fucking assault rifles. Don't need it. There's a reason the military can't be deployed on our own soil. It's fucked up. I think about those images in fucking Ferguson in 2015. There's fucking tanks rolling through the street. Why is the military there? Oh, they're not. That's just the fucking cops. Okay, well, we're all fucked. Uh, And we were and we are all fucked. And it hasn't changed yet, but hopefully it does soon. (sighs) <sighs> All right, I'm going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to do some Twitter questions again this week. This week. This episode. So we'll get to that on the other side. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And I'm back. Fucking A. So much crazy shit been going on. Fucking forgot. I feel like everybody kind of forgot it's an election year, man. Does everybody fucking... 2020 is already so fucked up and crazy. And it's an election year. And the candidates are five-year-old Beavis. Five-year-old Beavis pussy, man. And fucking demented grandpa man. I mean, wow, we are so fucked. How fucked can we be? Very, very fucked, apparently. I've been seeing more shit now about how this is just truly mind-boggling about how that fucking murder cop, Derek Chauvinist, whatever the fuck his name is, about how he's an actor about how he has credits on IMDb. Sort of God, I've seen this. One of you guys sent this shit to me today, actually. How he has credits on IMDb and how because there are other clips of other police officers kneeling on other necks of other unarmed black men, that it's all staged by liberals to stir up bullshit. To try to get Trump not elected. I mean, how fucking far around the bend do, are these people willing to go to not see 
the plain reality in front of them. These motherfuckers could see Donald Trump strangle someone to death. Just like plainly, no obstruction. Could be in fucking 4K HD. It could be in 8K HD. Could be in a 120K HD. With no obstruction. In perfect focus. We could watch Donald Trump strangle another human being. And these Kagamaga motherfuckers would be like, did you see the way that person fell on Donald Trump's hands? That person was committing suicide. And all the president was trying to do was to stop him from committing suicide. And everybody, every once in a while, even the president, doesn't save someone's life when they're trying to. He was trying to save that person's life. He could be strangling the person. Donald Trump could be strangling the person. Saying the words, I'm strangling you because I want to kill you. And they would be like, he's saying, I'm saving you because I love you. And everyone else in America. So let's just go over that one more time. Donald Trump could be filmed in 120K high definition with no obstruction, just him and the other person on the camera in perfect focus. We could have a shot of Donald Trump strangling that person to death saying, clearly saying the words, I'm strangling you because I want to kill you. And the MAGA CAGA fucks, the Kegel fucks, would say that he was trying to actually save his life and actually said, I'm trying to save you because I love you and all Americans. That's what the MAGA Kegel motherfuckers would do. And we all know it. You might be laughing right now at the absurdity of it, but you fucking know it's true. That would fucking happen. 30% of the country would be like, no, no, no. That, this is all a hoax. This is all libtards. The doing of libtards. That person is a crisis actor. He was committing suicide. He wanted to die anyway. He fell into the president's hands on purpose. The president tried to save him because he loves all Americans. And you know that would happen. You know Sebastian Gorka. You know Bill Mitchell. You know fucking Charlie Captain Kirk. You know Candace Owens. You know all these motherfuckers would say that. You know who fucking pisses me off the most out of all those motherfuckers? The Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, MAGA Kegel motherfuckers? Is Ben Shapiro. Because Ben Shapiro doesn't... He acts like he's some fucking independent arbiter. His whole thing is... That thing about fucking... Facts can't hurt your feelings or whatever the fuck. But he's just a fucking troll too. It bothers me when people are just like, I'm just an independent arbiter. And they're not. Anyway. So yeah, that's just true. That's just true what I said about Donald Trump. Being if he murdered somebody in 120K high definition. His fans, because that's what they are. His fucking cult members would be like, no. I actually just mentioned someone who I have. I don't think I've talked about really before. Sebastian Gorka. 
that guy is has anyone ever sounded more like a fucking villain and has anyone ever been more of a please sir please sir might I have another morsel of a red white please I mean, what the fuck? I just opened opened his fucking Twitter page. And his pinned tweet is Donald Trump tweeting, at Seb Gorka, wins big, no contest. Hey, Sebastian Gorka, you're a fucking bitch, dude. I'm just going to play his voice for a little bit. I can't listen to him talk very much because fuck him. But yeah, he is a uh, he's the he's such a villain, and it's annoying because he fucking he was talking like for instance he was talking shit about James Mattis. Uh, obviously, because just like every other, please sir, might I have another retweet, please sir? Just like all those motherfuckers, anytime someone speaks out against Trump. Especially someone like Jim Mattis who has actual cred. He'll just be like, he was always a baby. He always, he never was a good military man. Meanwhile, he was secretary of defense for your guy. So which one is it? Let me find this fucking idiot. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here's his voice for a minute. Think tank in the world, as well as founder of the Gloucester Institute. She is Kay Coles James, president of the Heritage Foundation. Kay, welcome back to America First. Well, thank you, and you left off. Well, that person's name is Kay. It's a tragedy when someone named Kay is a piece of shit. For me, that is a personal tragedy, and I die a little bit on the inside every time I see it. Uh, all right, I'm going to get into some Twitter questions. Fuck Sebastian Gorka. Fuck all of the please, sir. Um, but they're out there. Be careful. All right. So Twitter questions now that I because I have Twitter open. What's the craziest daredevil endeavor of your life? I'm not a daredevil person. I don't do that shit. I don't fuck with that shit. I've done fucked up things, but by accident or because the situation demanded it i wasn't just like i'm gonna fucking fall down an elevator shaft but i've done it i'll tell that story actually before i go to the next one uh i was uh let's see i was in high school and we would me and my friends would go to abandoned houses and because no one we had nowhere to go to be unsupervised, and we would go, we went to this abandoned house. Actually, no, I wasn't in high school, I was in college. Back home for the summer. And um, we were in one of these houses, but the one we were in at the time was under, was being built. So it wasn't um, done yet, and there, there was no running electricity. But it was this beautiful house that we had no business being in. It's just a bunch of shitty little fucking 19-year-olds. Is there anyone worse than 19-year-olds? Fucking 19-year-olds suck. I sucked when I was 19. I'm not exempt from that. But yeah, a bunch of shitty 19-year-olds in an abandoned house. Not abandoned. under A house that's being built. It was going to be a beautiful house. But it was like a really, really like expensive house that we definitely would have gotten arrested for being in. But again, we were 19. We didn't care. And obviously, there was drinking going on. We were up. A few of us were up on the second floor on a balcony overlooking this insane view. And when we were done, me and my other friend Mike went inside we were going to go downstairs, but we couldn't figure out where the fuck the stairs were. We had already come up and we were like, where the fuck are we? There were no lights and we'd never been in the house before. We both make a turn 
that we thought was the right turn, the correct turn, and suddenly we're not standing, you know? Suddenly we're just falling. But it's so dark we don't even know that. It's so dark we don't even know that. So that's how fucked we were. But there was a silver lining. The fact that it was so dark and we didn't even know that we were falling meant we weren't trying to stop ourselves from falling. Which I don't know anybody that has played sports in their life. If you've played enough, you know that in one way or another, you've been told how to fall. In basketball, I was told how to fall. In even when I was a fucking, when I was really young and I was a goalie playing soccer, I was told how to fall. You don't use your hands. You don't use anything. You use parts of your body that can't break. But our instinct is to throw our hands out when we fall. That's when we get fucked up. I've actually broken both wrists doing that on, on other occasions. Because when your brain has not a lot of time, but a very brief, like a split second amount of time to think, you will just automatically stick your hands out if you're falling. Unless you've drilled this into your head, or unless you're drunk and free-falling in complete dark and have no idea you're even free-falling. So we're falling and... We just hit the ground. Our friends come running to the source of the sound because it was fucking god-awful. It was like a... And we are shocked and on the ground. And now we're like on top of a bunch of fucking wood. And we just stand up. And I fucking swear... Neither one of us were even bleeding. And ever since that moment, I've known God's looking out for me. No, but for real, um, that's the only, that's, the, that's like the most fucked daredevil-like experience I've had. Didn't mean to, though. Fell down a fucking elevator shaft. Matt, do you play any video games? No. Have you watched Mandy with Nicolas Cage and Andrea Riseborough? I feel like it's one of the dopest horror films ever made. Need your opinion on it. Okay. Well, this is what I'll say about Mandy. Nicolas Cage and Andrea Riseborough are two of my favorite actors. And that's what I have to say about Mandy. How satisfying is it to watch people tear down statues of Columbus, Confederate generals, etc.? I mean, I talked about that before. I don't know. There's like a there's like a bloodlust element that I don't like. I don't like it. It's kind of like, um, fuck, I, I'm blanking on the term, but there's a, there's like a term for videos of bullies getting beat up, revenge, something. And it like satiates the, it, it's such like a, soothing thing for your brain just to like see comeuppance to see people get what they deserve and I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable when that arises in me and i try to be aware of that but at the same time what this person's asking the answer is it's very satisfying it really is um i just try to temper that satisfaction with this kind of well, it should have already fucking been down anyway. But yeah, the bloodlust shit is scary, though. The Bristol being taken down in, in England was particularly chaotic and also particularly bloodlusty. But, and I really did enjoy watching that, but I, I am a little uncomfortable with how much I enjoyed it. So that's your answer. What is one of your favorite horror films that has slid under the radar? Okay. Well, I watched one last night called Scalpel from 1977. It's definitely one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. I don't mean like gruesome violent. I mean just like so fucking insane. 
like the the most tonally all over the place movie pretty much fucking ever but i loved it i really did uh and there are a few more i'm actually on this app called letterboxd it lets you keep a film diary and you can like rate movies it's very user-friendly and me and my friends use it and we love it letterboxd uh l-e-t-t-e-r-b-o-x-d and anytime i watch a movie I add it to my diary on Letterboxd. And I'm not even getting paid by Letterboxd to say this. I'm just a fan. But yeah, Scalpel is the one on my mind most right now. What do you think should be done about the current situation regarding police reform? Should they be abolished? I think they should be dismantled and and whatever it's going to be should not be decided by me. erasing all versions of policing it's not it's just not going to happen i know some people don't want to hear that but it's just true you're not gonna erase the oil industry overnight no matter what it's just not gonna happen so i think what needs to happen is a careful dismantling of it so you know all of the people in that industry don't fucking go broke. And then in a very thoughtful, balanced, people from all parts of the conversation contributing to what it will become now. And I don't know if that needs to happen for every single police department. I don't know. I'm not a fucking expert. But the way to do it isn't to just abolish it. And the reason the way to do it isn't to just abolish it is because that isn't going to happen. That might sound like a weird argument, but it's just true. That's just not going to happen. And I think it's important to stay not necessarily realistic, but not entirely unrealistic throughout this whole process. Speak on the progress of the protests. I already did that. Abandoned police precincts in Seattle. Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Yeah, okay, so I did bring that up. A little earlier. Um, and yeah, I, I the thing about that is like the utopia shit. I don't know, man. I think I read Animal Farm too many times. The utopia shit is not going to work. And I'm actually always impressed by the fact of how quickly... They turn south. They never even last like a year. Like this one, the leader of that. So, okay, just to fucking, for those of you who don't know, there's an area in Seattle that they've called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which, name it better. Although, if you call it by its fucking acronym, it's CHAZ, and that's cool. So let's just call it CHAZ. CHAZ is now free of police and run by the people policed by the people as well obviously there's no like real system yet but they're like trying to feed everybody trying to keep everybody safe but without police sounds crazy but it's true fucking look it up one of the leaders of it has already had to step down because of accusations of sexual harassment. I just think that these things, when they're not done slowly, thoughtfully, carefully, they not only get fucked up really quickly, but they actually make it harder for it to actually happen again in the future the right way anywhere else when it's done wrong it fucks up the possibility of it being done right somewhere else so as far as Chaz my guess I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not a guess but it's just a fact is that they're going to fuck it up 
if they haven't already fucked it up. For all I know, they already did fuck it up. But when emotions are running high, that is not the time to start your own utopian commune. You know? Read Animal Farm. Um, oh, this seems like a good question to end it on, actually. Did Charlie attack any law enforcement? Okay, so Charlie... Um, my dog bites cops. This is not a joke. My dog bites cops. I live very close to a police station, so we see cops a lot. And I swear to you, she tries to fucking bite him. And as I've mentioned, uh, when the protests were more, uh, active in downtown LA, the National Guard was very present, especially right outside my fucking door. Least comforting thing ever. But I, at the dog park, they're like everywhere. It was like a joke. It was ridiculous. Welcome to Sarajevo. And uh, every once in a while, they weren't in groups. These guys. By the way, there wasn't one female National Guard member. That's fucking strange. Yeah, they're all men. And um, they had big guns. Guns the length of my arm and I'm tall. Okay? Don't need them. But they had them. And he, he, he walks through the park all fucking willy-nilly with his big-ass gun. And I got to be honest, anytime one of those people would even remotely move towards me, I would just be like, people are fucked in the head. How do I know that guy's not just going to shoot me or accidentally shoot me? Shouldn't have the fucking gun. Just like, looked, looked like he was in a war zone, straight up. Had like army fatigues on. The big ass gun the size of my fucking arm and I'm tall. Anyway, he's walking right by and Charlie's just sitting next to me being fucking lazy. And I just know it's going to happen. And I don't even put a leash on her because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, talk about fucking daredevil endeavor. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe this is my biggest daredevil endeavor. I didn't put my dog on a leash even though I knew she was going to try to bite this guy in the National Guard. And I swear, I fucking swear, right? He's walking by. And before he reaches us, this is his fault. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have said anything. He shouldn't have said anything. Because the moment he speaks, Charlie's going to get mad. Okay? He should have known. But he does. He speaks. What he says is fine. In fact, I liked what he said. The sad truth is that he was the only nice National Guard person I saw out of the hundreds that I did see. But he says, nice dog. And I, as soon as he didn't even get the words out of his mouth, Charlie flings up from her lazy ass position and just immediately goes for his heel. And he's like, so he goes, nice dog. She tries to bite his heel and he like gets a little pep in his step and scurries by. And he didn't use his gun, thankfully. But she attacked him. And like a big-ass pussy, I made sure he was far enough away. But I said, good girl. And that's my story. Uh, And that's an hour. So I'm going to hop off now. Did you guys know that we're still in a fucking pandemic? Because we are. And did you guys know that very shortly, cases will spike like a motherfucker. Did you guys know that? So fucking be safe. And I know a ton of shit's still reopening, or a ton of shit's reopening now, but try to still be aware of this shit. 
And I know you guys all hate it, but when possible, stay on. I know you guys hate being home because you hate everybody you live with, but stay on. Because it's better. Just for a few more months. You can go out, but fucking stay on. When you can, stay on. Also, the Matt D'Elia is confused online store is open. Get your fucking merch. We got hoodies. We got long sleeve shirts. We got short sleeve shirts. We got sweatshirts. We got it all. Uh, I see a lot of you already got your shit and sending me pictures, which I fucking love. Keep doing that. But yeah, uh, go to mattdelia.com slash store and buy them all. Oh, and the first week, this is still launch week. So this still applies and this will apply until Monday. But 15% of, off of everything using the code KKAY2020. K2020. Also, a portion of the proceeds goes to Black Lives Matter. What more could you ask for, you know? Supporting a good cause, looking fucking stylish, and showing your love to me. All right. I love you all. I very much would like you to stay safe, stay healthy, and stay on. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay on. And talk to you on Sunday. Okay.